Welcome to the Self-Publishing Queen podcast. My name is Josiane Fortin and I'm a self-published author. I'm obsessed with helping and motivating writers to publish their books and share their gift with the world. My goal with this podcast is to inspire you to take action and be the writer you want to be. Let's go! Hello, writers. I'm Josiane Fortin, and today I'm interviewing K.M. Robinson. K.M. is the self-published author of over two dozen uh, published bestsellers, and another book is coming out soon. So thank you so much for being with us, and please start by telling us a little bit about you. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Well, I am a best-selling author. I write in the YA fiction space, so I spend a lot of time writing science fiction and fantasy. I do a ton of retellings, and I actually go around teaching authors and entrepreneurs how to build up their businesses through social media marketing. So I teach on writing, I teach on marketing, I teach on all the fun, fabulous things, and I go around to conventions and speak and get to do some really cool things inside of the industry. So I absolutely love being here, and I love sharing my knowledge with other authors and other entrepreneurs. Thank you. And I was about to ask you, are you a full-time author? But I guess you kind of answered that you were doing that and other things. And that's so inspiring. Like, do you have time to have like any other activities in your life or is just like the sole focus of your life? I spend all of my time with my businesses. So I do my writing full-time and I also do my social media education full-time. I'm a photographer as well. So I keep pretty busy, but they're all kind of tied together. So it works out really nicely. And I absolutely love doing it. So it really does feel like fun rather than work for me. So how long ago did you start? You have more than two dozen books. I've been a published author for almost four years now, but I write really, really fast. And I did not start out that way. I definitely trained myself to write faster, but now I can write a full-length novel in nine and a half days and turn it into my editor with only a handful of errors. So I've definitely built myself up over the last couple of years. Okay. So how many uh, words do you write a minute? Like I want all the stats on how many words you write a day, how long you write each day. I want to know everything. I typically aim for around 6,000 to 8,000 words per day when I'm writing. And when I am writing, I do kind of keep that the majority of my focus for the day. So I still run my businesses. I still interact with people and do my marketing and all the things that I normally do. But when I'm writing, I sit down and I focus mainly on that because I do want to get it done in that period of time. So I don't write every single day at this point in my career, just because I sit down and for nine and a half days, I will write my novel. And that's the majority of my focus. And when I'm done with that, then I move on to a project for one of my other businesses so that I kind of balance out my life. But I spend so much time and effort focusing on that one project that I get it done very, very quickly. So I aim for a high word count per day. And if I don't make it, then I tack it on to the next day to make sure that I actually get my word count in on time by the end of the project. So there's a little room for error and I kind of give myself a little bit of grace when it comes to writing stories. So I don't necessarily say it has to be done in nine and a half days. I give myself two weeks to do it just in case things come up or I get burned out or there's just too many words to write or my book goes over the intended word count. And within two weeks, I make sure I have it done, written, self-edited and then sent off to my professional editor to make sure that it is all complete and they usually get it back pretty quickly so I can start to finish from the very first word I start writing in a book to the time it is in my reader's hands get it done in two weeks if I really push myself. 
Okay. And so if it takes you two weeks to write the book and then you move on to other activities in your life, when do you come back to the book? Is it, are you waiting for a new idea and it could take two months or do you, are you like really scheduled of one a month? And so the first two weeks of the month, I'm going to be writing. Like how is, what's your process? I am a never ending fount of ideas. So I have hundreds of book ideas for me to get through. So basically when I am writing, I will sit down and I will write that book. If it's a standalone, I will just write that book and then I'll move on to another project. And I, when I complete that project for my business, whether it's creating a course to educate people or it is some kind of really big event that I'm running, I get that done and then I'll come back to another story. If I am writing books in a series, I like to write those back to back. So I actually try to plan out giving myself maybe a day off in between my books before I start the next one in the series. So if it's a trilogy, I will write those back to back to make sure that all the continuity makes sense, to make sure I'm in the right mindset so that I don't forget the things that I have written in the previous book, which can be an issue for some authors. And I write them as quickly as possible to make sure that it is the least amount of work on myself as possible. And it makes the most sense as I'm writing it, which also helps if I get to the third book and I realize I could have written something into the first book, it's not out in the world yet. So I can go add that in so that it's ready to go. <laughs> That's so, so smart. <laughs> I kind of, right. I kind of balance it out with how much can I do before I get burnout. And so I will write maybe three books in a row and then I'll give myself a week off to do another project and then I'll jump back in. So it really just depends on how much I want to get written and how much I can push before my readers get burnout because they definitely binge read all of my content and they can't keep up with my writing schedule. <laughs> That's amazing. Like this, first, this is the first time I'm hearing this. And how long are your books? How many words? Well, it varies depending on what I'm writing. So I do a, a number of novels, so like full-length novels, and then I will also do novellas and novelettes just to kind of balance it out for my fans. So uh, depending on the genre I'm writing in, it's going to be a little bit different. Word counts are a little bit different, but in young adult fantasy and sci-fi, I usually aim for somewhere between mid 60s to mid 70,000 words. Okay. And do you use speech to text to write faster or you are just a really good typer? That actually slows me down. I've tried that before. I am a really fast typer. My dad was a computer guy. So when I was a toddler, he had me working on computers. So I have always been someone good with technology and I've just grown up typing really, really fast. And as a writer, I just keep pushing myself to get a little bit faster and a little bit faster and a little bit faster as I'm writing through my books. And so now I write incredibly fast, which has earned me some comments from people getting text messages from me in fast succession. And um, I'd like to know, why did you get into writing? Why did you want to write your very first book? That's actually a really interesting story. So when I graduated college, I was a teacher, but I knew it wasn't going to pay my bills. So I started my photography business. I was raised by a photographer and I started teaching authors how to take photos of their books for their social media. And as I was doing that, they asked me to teach them social media marketing. So I started jumping into doing that. I ended up teaching all sorts of entrepreneurs how to market on social media. And because people kept seeing that, I kept growing within the industries. And that made me a little bit more well-known inside of the author industry. So I had been very closely working with a lot of authors, helping them beta read their books and do developmental edits and all the behind the scenes of book writing. 
And I happened to be reading a book one day. And back in the day, I didn't know how to search Amazon properly for a book I wanted to read after the one I had just finished. So I just decided to write it for fun, just for myself. And so I wrote a book and then I wrote another book and then I wrote another book and I did it secretly. I didn't intend on doing anything with it. It was just for fun, just for me. And a friend of mine found out. She talked me into querying. So at that point I decided, okay, I'm going to treat this professionally. I'm going to make sure I'm doing all of my research. I'm learning the industry. I'm understanding the marketing situation of the book industry, making all the connections. I got everything lined up and ready to go. I self-edited my book as best as possible. And I started querying and I started doing pitching contests. And right away I had bidding wars going on. I had contracts being offered to me and I didn't like any of the terms. So I turned them all down. And for a solid year, I didn't do anything with my writing until I found the right fit. So it was actually an accident getting into the book world, uh, but little steps along the way that led me into this industry. So what is one of the top tips that you could share to our listeners about social media marketing? You really have to learn about the different social media platforms. So the algorithms are going to be a little bit different on each of them. And the audience is going to be a little bit different on each of them. So if you're not staying up on top of your game, when it comes to understanding those algorithms and what kind of content people are consuming, you're going to struggle with it. Social media is really easy to understand when you see what people are actively looking at and what they're actively engaging with. And when you play into that and you spend your time creating that content, it becomes so incredibly easy. Now I'm a high level content creator. So I am producing many, many pieces of content every single day on every single platform. So the more you study, the more you learn, the easier it is to create this content and then repurpose it slightly differently elsewhere to save yourself a little bit of work on the back end. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that. And I'd like to know who works on your covers. So that's actually a great question. I'm a professional cover designer because I started out in the photography industry. I am highly trained for taking photographs, but also doing composite photography imagery. So I'm able to take different images and create brand new worlds that don't actually exist out of them. And I can take different images and create people that don't exist out of those images. So I've spent a lot of years studying and researching and really educating inside of the Photoshop industry as well. And so I am able to do all of my own covers. I had actually designed all of my own covers except for one of the books with one of the traditional publishers that I'm with because they had to use their in-house person, but I just got the rights back to that book. So I've actually just redesigned that cover and I'm going to be announcing that later this week. So I've had the opportunity to do some really cool covers and I actually now do a live stream every single week where I allow my fans to come and help me make decisions on pre-made covers, which I then sell to other authors and publishers for their books as well. So it's kind of a fun roundabout way of getting my fans involved in cover creation. Yeah, what I find really hard is I'm working on a trilogy and how will I be able to do three similar covers that will look like they go together by buying just stuck images. It just doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It won't work. So I'm still trying to figure this out. That's why I was asking, like, how do you do it? But I don't think I'll get like so proficient at using Photoshop. Like my knowledge is so basic. But anyway, thanks for, for sharing. So you do pretty much everything on the book, which is amazing. And why did you decide to write young adult fiction? I love it. I never grew up reading young adult fiction. I didn't even realize it was a thing. I went from middle grades books 
straight into adult books. And then I went off to college. I took a little break from reading because I was very busy at that point in time. And then once I rejoined the workforce after college, I needed something to kind of escape from everything. And so I got back into the world of reading. My mother was a librarian, so I always grew up with books in my hand and I really missed it. So when I jumped back in, I accidentally found the world of young adult books. And so I very quickly started making friends with the authors. I very quickly started working with publishers as book reviewers for them and working with them to help promote and market their authors. So I quickly jumped into the world of young adult fiction and that's just all consuming for everything that I've been doing. I fell in love with the genres. I loved things like the Hunger Games and the Selection Series and Divergent. And they just really inspired what I was doing. And this is, it's my home. This is what I absolutely love to write. So it was kind of an accident, but I absolutely love it. That's awesome. And do you plan very far ahead of time what you're going to write? Because I always feel the more I plan, the faster I can write. How about you? Yeah, I love figuring out what I'm going to be writing. So I actually keep a running list of my different topics and my ideas and potential character names and lines that I want to use and worlds that I want to build on my phone. And so I know what's coming next. I know my next like 20, 30 books that I'm going to be writing. And that motivates me to write faster because I really want to get to the ones that are going to take me like three years to get to because you can only write so fast. So I'm highly motivated to get those done because I know what's coming next. And that also helps me to kind of arrange what's going to sell best. So I try to write to market what's going to sell best right now, what's going to sell best in the next season. And then I can rearrange those to make sure that my fans get what's going to be best for them. Okay. So how do you predict the future? How do you know <laughs> what's going to be on trend next year or next month? Well, it, it is hard to predict what's going to be trendy in a year. I write very, very fast. So I'm able to kind of predict what's coming soon. And you can see trends when it comes to TV shows and movies, things that are coming out soon, you know what's going to be coming. So you can kind of pair it up with that. So let's just say there was a new Mulan movie coming out from Disney and you knew it was coming you could plan your Mulan retelling similar to that time zone because you know it's going to be popular at that point. And you know that in advance because obviously movies and TV shows are done well in advance. So if you know what's coming in the entertainment industry, that's really going to help you out. If you are looking at what works in the book industry, you will notice that with traditional publishing, they do something in the book world and then they move on from it. They don't think it's trendy anymore. So we know that vampires were trendy for a very long time in the traditional publishing world. And they're not now. They do not take on many vampire books. But in the indie world, those books are on fire. They're doing so well. So you can actually watch things like Amazon and see what those top ranking books are. And that's going to give you an idea of what's still going to be very, very popular over the next couple of months, even the next couple of years, because people love their tropes. So sometimes it's a little bit of guessing. Sometimes it is really leaning into what entertainment is doing right now. It's also leaning into what works in the book industry, just because the traditional side of it moved on does not mean that readers have moved on. So you can really take a lot of social cues from what's going on and what people are consuming right now. But the other thing is you can ask your fans because they will tell you what they want to see and they will be very vocal about it. So there's a lot of things that you can be doing and you just have to be willing to pivot your ideas when you're seeing things pop up that could lead into something that could potentially be working a little bit better for you. Right. And you said two words, well, two concepts, like writing to market and tropes. Like, can you tell me more about this? Because I've been reading about 
that topic and still like I'm not really sure how to use it in my writing how do I figure out let's say I want to write sci-fi like how do I figure out what people are expecting in that genre that's a really good question. So when it comes to tropes, you really have to study the industry. So you need to be reading all of the best-selling books in that genre. So I would suggest to any writer to go over to Amazon. Amazon is going to be a wealth of information for you. And you're just going to type in the genre that you want, or you're going to go to a book that you know is part of that genre. And you're going to go down to the categories and you're going to click on the categories. You will then have access to the top 100 paid and top 100 free books books in that genre. If those books are selling, there is a reason. They understand the tropes and they understand the market. Read them all, write down everything you see that could be trope related, and then start looking for those different things that pop up again and again and again on your list as you go through these books. Look for things that are common. Maybe they have little spins on them, but anything that's common that you see over and over and represented again and again inside of literature, those are going to be your tropes. There are specific things that people do expect when it comes to tropes. So enemies to lovers is going to look a specific way. And there may be some variance in there, but there will be those overarching themes, like the overarching things that they expect that you're going to see pop up again and again and again. And if you're not sure, ask people. The book industry will tell you. Go on social. They will tell you the favorite things about those tropes. So you really have to study what works and what is expected, because sometimes we feel that things should be expected that aren't and things shouldn't be expected that truly are that really make a difference when it comes to writing. Now, writing to market is a little bit different because the market does change. So tropes are pretty staple. Those things stay pretty much relatively the same. So you can pick out those things. But when it comes to writing to market, you have to pay attention to what's popular right now and what's working right now. So if you go into author groups, these are big discussions that we have all the time on Facebook. We want to know what's working, what's selling, what hasn't been selling quite as well, and what works with the world of entertainment and what's going on. We know that social media especially changes and they change trends. They kind of dictate what's coming up next. So right now on TikTok, they are taking over with Regency musicals. So Bridgerton, which is a Netflix show, has been turned into a musical now. So we're going to start to see a lot of Regency books and a lot of the tropes when it comes to that particular story. So you're going to find things that happening on TikTok are going to influence the market as well. So if you stay on top of social media, if you stay on top of what's trending on the bestseller list and all of the charts and all the categories, you're going to be able to identify what's working now and you can lean into that with your books. Okay, so I was confusing both of them together, but now you're making a distinction. So writing to market is uh, going with the trends and everything that's going on and tropes are things that people expect to see in their book over and over again to, told a totally different way but they expect like let's say a love story or whatever uh -huh. okay so that makes sense thank you so much for explaining this to me and how do you um, create so many bestsellers like can can we get like at least one or two tips of what makes it so it seems so easy for you to get those bestsellers out and I'm sure it includes social media because you seem to be an expert on that. So can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, marketing definitely is a huge part of it. So I'm a professional marketer. I educate on this, which means I really strongly study what works inside of the social media platforms. And then I lean into it. Right now, I have 23,000 people following me on TikTok. 
who engage with me all the time because they like the content I'm creating, which has seven X my sales. It's incredible that correlation, but you also want to make sure that you are again, writing to market. You're writing what people expect. So a lot of people write books that they want to write. They feel is going to be meaningful to them. And they oftentimes like to kind of do things a little bit off the beaten path. They like to kind of stray just a little bit, which means it's not going to sell quite as well in most cases. If you kind of set your own feelings aside and you look at this professionally, you look at it as something you're going to have to market and sell, you're going to be able to kind of write a little more specifically to what people are looking for. So for me, I've done a couple of different things. I know that people love retellings. Retellings will always sell. So a bunch of my books are retellings. I've taken fairy tales, nursery rhymes, legends and lore and twisted them up in ways that people didn't expect. Those things really, really sell. And I will say some of my other books have not sold as well because they're not written quite to market the way that my retellings are. So I pay very close attention to what sells well and I write that. We know that paranormal romance books sell incredibly well and I don't write that, which means I am not selling the way that they're selling. I'm not making money from that type of thing because that's not what I'm writing. I'm writing in other genres. So if you want to be in this for making money, identify the genres that sell really, really well. Romance, that sells. Paranormal stuff, that sells. Things like vampires, those things sell more so than other fantasy books and more so than sci-fi books. So fantasy typically sells more than sci-fi. You just have to be aware of that and start writing inside of that genre. You also want to make sure that you are paying attention to when you're putting things out and how you're putting them out. The noise that you make about your books really determines how your sales are going to go. So you want to make sure that you are um, either setting up a pre-order and being very vocal about it and getting a lot of people involved and really making a big splash, or you can kind of do what I do. And I don't do this all the time, but I like to do surprise releases. So instead of talking about my book for three months, for six months, and my fans getting fatigued hearing about something that they can't access yet, I don't tell them a dang thing about my books until the day it releases, which means I write it, I create the cover, I format it, I do all of my self-editing, send it off to my professional editors, have everybody go through it, do all of my beta readers and all of my proofreaders, and everything's done and ready to go. And then once I have that book up and it is available for purchase, I then go to social media and say, surprise book release, you guys, it's available right now. So they don't have to wait. And because that hype is so real for that surprise, my numbers spike when I do that. So making sure that you are aware of the market and what is working and what works in the industry and the tropes and what people want to see and then how you are displaying this to people all makes a difference in how you are going to become a bestseller. Okay. And I bet you tried both option of surprise launches and well ahead of time launches. Which one have been working best for you? For me, it really has been the surprise launches. So I have done pre-orders before and you know, you get some pre-orders, but I feel like in a lot of cases, if you talk about it too much or if it's too far out, if it's more than three months, you lose a lot of your audience because it takes a really long time for that book to come to fruition at that point. If they keep hearing about it over and over and over again, but can't access it, by the time it comes out, they're going to feel like, oh, well, I've already waited this long. It's not going to matter if I wait another week, which turns into two weeks, which turns into a month, which turns into a year. My absolute favorite series took maybe a year and a half, two or years to put out the final book in their series because of some stuff going on with their publisher. 
And because I waited so long, I said, oh, it's okay. I'll get it. I'll get it next week. I'll get it next week. No, I'll read it next week. Well, it's been three years now and I still haven't read that book in my favorite series. So the more you push things off where they can't access it, the harder it becomes to make that sale to them. So I love doing surprise releases because it has the surprise, it has the hype, and everybody goes to get it right then so that they don't miss out. It's FOMO, it's that fear of missing out because all of a sudden, here's a book, everybody else is grabbing it today, they don't wanna miss out on it, so they're gonna go grab it right now. It makes sense. And what do you feel is the hardest thing about becoming a self-published author, either your experience or the experience of your customers? What, what is it? Well, when it comes to this, I'm actually a hybrid author. So I'm both traditionally published and indie published, which means I have experience in both sides of the industry. I know that a lot of people feel like in the indie world, in the self-publishing world, you have to do all of the work yourself. But this is more or less true of the traditional publishing world as well. You do have somebody looking over your book. They pay the money up front, but you're still responsible for 99% of your marketing. I have friends who are in the biggest houses in the industry who have to sell a thousand copies of their book on pre-order completely by themselves. So no matter where you are in the publishing industry, you are going to have to learn to market. You're going to have to learn how to be a business person because, and this I think is the key here. When you are an author, you are a business person. Nobody is going to do this for you. You are not an, an author sitting high on a mountain and everyone is worshiping at your feet. That's not the way that this works. The industry has changed and now we have to be proactive in our business. So going into it, treating it like a business, whether it's traditionally or indie published is absolutely essential for not only your survival, but your growth. So it's really, really important to make sure that you are studying it. Now, early on in self-publishing, you do need to be making some really good connections. You need to find author friends. You need to find people who are just jumping into the industry who can support you and cross promote with you and really learn as you are going. Your first book will be your hardest. It is going to be difficult. You're going to learn a lot along the way. It's going to be bumpy and you're going to have to learn that your book is probably not going to sell until you have a full series out or until you have a backlog. So it takes a lot of time. You do have to put that money up front. You have to be responsible for your decisions, but it is so, so worth it to learn how to treat your business like a business because it's going to make all the difference when it comes to actually bringing in income from your books. It takes a hot minute to do it, but it is worth it in the end. And you can really build yourself up if you are working quickly inside of this industry. Okay, loving this. And do you have any tips on getting more reviews on Amazon? <laughs> That's a good one. We all want more reviews. Yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it is hard. It is difficult to get reviews. So you have to be aware that you are going to be giving out copies of your book. And most of the people that you give them to will not leave a review. They are there for the freebie they will run. That is the way that it works. It is unfortunate. I would say do not spend money on those platforms that promise you reviews. There are companies where you can list your book and they will send your book out to people who can then request it for review copies. I have found over and over and over myself, my friends, and the companies that I've worked with have all tried this, and it has not been worth it in almost every case. So don't go spending money on reviews. There are some free sites you can list things on. That's totally fine. You can do some giveaway type things on social media. 
but really it comes down to finding good review groups. You can find free ones on Facebook where you can put your book up for review and people will go ahead and grab that and review it for you. A lot of them are very careful about the people they let into those groups. And if they are not leaving reviews, they will get removed from the group. So that's an incentive for them to then leave those reviews and it will help you bump it up. But if you can jump in and be active in those groups, that's going to be incredibly helpful. If you can create your own street team, that will be incredibly helpful for getting reviews and getting that really strong fan base that will help support you as you are doing things to market your books. And then you want to make sure that you are potentially finding other people that you can collaborate with. Now, as authors, we're not really supposed to be reviewing other people's books but you can help cross promote. So you use your fans to help your friends and they can use their fans to help you and get those reviews too. So making author friends who are in the industry around the same point you are. So if you're new, you wanna look for other new authors. If you are very well established, you wanna look for other very well established authors because the fan bases are gonna be different for those different types of authors. You wanna look for authors who are working in the same space as you. So the same genre, the same type of things that you are writing and similar books is going to be really helpful. And then cross promote each other's books to then get those reviews and really offer each other's books up to your fans to help grow with that. And just be aware that you have to do a lot of education. So as you're on social media, remind people to leave reviews and why they should be leaving those reviews. It's incredibly helpful for us to get more ads, to sell books, all those things really, really use this as an educational platform to show them why they should be doing it, not just for you, but for other authors as well. And a lot of them will then jump on it to be helpful and to do something nice for the author. This is so valuable. Thank you. And please let us know if people want to connect with you and know more about your services, where can they connect with you? Awesome. Well, if you want to hang out with me in my author life, you can come over to kmrobinsonbooks.com. I've got all sorts of fun things there and you can connect with me on all social media platforms at KM Robinson Books. I am very, very active on TikTok Instagram and YouTube and on Facebook. And if you want to learn more about social media strategy, marketing, and growing your business, you can come over to kmrobinson.com where I am teaching entrepreneurs how to create profit within their businesses through their smart and strategic social media marketing. And come on over to my YouTube where I teach 90% of the things that I do for free on YouTube. It's just youtube.com slash kmrobinson. I also do weekly live streams where you can ask questions. So if you've got questions, please feel free to join me. I would be happy to get those answered for you. Sounds awesome. So I'll make sure to share all those links in the show notes if you didn't have time to write everything down, but pretty much search for KM Robinson and books and you'll find her. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, be sure to share it with me by leaving me a review. If you are ready to publish your book, let me take your hand in my course, How to Self-Publish on Amazon. I will show you every step you need to take to successfully go through the publishing process on the platform. Keep on writing!